Hello, my McDonald's happy mealy mouths. This is your valueless host, Matthew Sanborn-Smith, and his 4 for 4 play podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. It's the May 12th show. Today's story is all about being held responsible for your actions. If you were held responsible for all the future babies you were going to make, and if you were male, you might hold the cause for all of those problems in your nutcase. Nutcase by Matthew Sanborn-Smith. When the case of the state versus Doug first came across Judge Reinhold's desk, he assumed it was a public indecency thing. After all, Doug had dropped his drawers in public. Little did he know that they were kitchen drawers filled with silverware. Doug was actually in trouble for dropping the heavy things on an endangered animal. Which animal couldn't quite be determined, Doug's lawyer pointed out, as the thing had been thoroughly squashed. Could have been a hawksbill turtle? Could have been a Sumatran elephant. It was squished so badly even the Dana evidence was inconclusive. Do you mean DNA evidence, asked the judge? Doug's lawyer said, You do you, your honor, I'll do me. But if it couldn't be identified at all, how does the state know it was endangered? Whatever the hell it was, the prosecutor said, if it was under Doug's drawers, it was endangered by definition. Doug claimed the thing had it coming because it had torn off his left testicle, which was the more attractive one. And how could he be expected to hold his drawers up under those circumstances? At that point, Judge Reinhold asked to see some proof of the defendant's injury. Doug's lawyer pointed to Exhibit A on the evidence table, the mauled remains of Doug's left nut. As you can see, Your Honor, the ball's in your court. The judge wondered if perhaps Doug could have been endangering the public at large by carrying such a heavy load in his drawers, and he asked why Doug was carrying them around in the first place. It turned out the whole thing was related to the explosion at the grapefruit factory. The second shift foreman had gone mad lusting after promotions and had ordered the machinery to be cranked up to nearly 3% more than its normal operating efficiency. Instead of producing nearly 3% more grapefruit, the machinery assembled a single grapefruit larger than the entire building. The machines then went out for a smoke and started talking union talk. The explosion killed all of the rats in the building, and the resulting grapefruit threatened to kill all the rats in the neighboring buildings if its demands weren't met. The mayor stated she didn't care what the grapefruit wanted, the city would not give in to the demands of citrus. When the grapefruit demanded to be destroyed, the mayor's office was all shit, 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 outsmarted by a nasty-tasting orange. But the police chief had a solution. He got Doug on the phone. Doug was in no way affiliated with the city, as he was a hermit. If Doug could eat the grapefruit as fast as possible, everyone would get what they wanted. The police chief knew Doug was the man for the job, because when they were kids, the chief had seen Doug eat a small bowl of cookie crisps really, really fast. They wanted this five-story fruit devoured in about seven minutes. Doug knew the only way he could eat it that quickly was to bring as much silverware as possible to the job. Unfortunately, Doug was arrested before he ever arrived at his destination. Yeah, said the police chief from the back of the courtroom. I kind of... kind of forgot. Oh wait, said the judge. That's why everyone was killed and the whole city was destroyed, wasn't it? Yes, your honor, and why we, the plucky band of survivors, now live inside of a grapefruit the size of planet Earth. No wonder my honor's eyes are burning, said the judge. He struck his gavel. Ninety days. If you can explain to me what the hell just went on there and other sacraments at the web address of the Nestman called Less, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Lactate irresponsibly in the comments for this post or pedigree mail me and we'll breed as best we can at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or shake feet on our new peace accord at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we went backseat driving, the SF and SF signal used to stand for sorted Fords, which explained the state of the upholstery in our cars after the SFSignal.com field trip to Inspiration Point to watch the submarine races. Twinter your splinters that nothing gets under your 
your skin like following me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. It's always been my fantasy to be plucked out of you with tweezers. This podcast squats ominously over your head while bottomless as tiny droplets of a moisture of dubious origin coalesce at the lowermost portion of its hindquarters, creating an existential threat to your open mouth and happiness, and there comes a moment when that liquid finds release in the eternal split second between tushy and tongue, and it expands to fill the vast universe of a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until we break the speed limit while racing into each other's arms, this will swim in the dark Olympic-sized swimming pool of Matthew Sanborn Smith's soul and remind you, I am the Eggman, they are the Milkman, I am the Walnuts. Good night. <laughs>